Welcome back to Limbach Unlocked. We all have something that gets us out of bed in the morning. Something that motivates us to get up and go to work. But you may be surprised, or maybe not, considering the sheer number of folks who fall into this category nationwide, how many people come to work and are content with doing the bare minimum. Work is not fulfilling, it is not exciting, it's a paycheck and nothing more. Well, there's a phrase for that mindset coined in 2022 called quiet quitting. Here to talk about it is an HR legend, Becca Musazada, one of our business partners in the Northeast region. She has unique and informed insight to share with us on this topic and her role in mitigating its effects. I'm your host, Katie Mystery. Let's get started, shall we? Welcome, Becca. We're so glad to have you on the show. Thanks, Katie. I'm really excited to be on an episode of Limbaugh's podcast. So let's start with um, just understanding who you are and what you bring to the organization and a little bit about your HR background. Sure. So I've been working in human resources for over 10 years now. The last eight years have really been in management positions or within my own business where I've been able to provide strategic support to businesses across financial services, retail services, and operations. When I'm not at Limba, I am working on my own business, volunteering, or working at my part-time job at Lululemon. And outside of work entirely, I enjoy traveling, running, spending time with my family and friends, coffee, and eating. I am a total foodie at heart. And I also love meeting new people, which is why I'm passionate about human resources, particularly as it relates to people and culture, employee experience, development, and most importantly, engagement, which is why I'm so excited to be discussing today's topic. Oh my goodness. I I should have stopped you after the work, after you talked about what you do work-wise, because how do you have time for anything else? My goodness. Working here and your own business and Lululemon. I love work and I love people. It really, that's, <laughs> that's passionate for me. That's perfect. And it, you're, it does dovetail very nicely into the topic of our podcast episode today, quiet quitting. Now, this is a topic that I had not heard of before this year, um, but it is different from some other, you know, trendy lingo, I guess you could say, the great resignation concept that we saw that in 2020, 2021. Quiet quitting is a little bit different. Can you give us a sense of what it is and how it's different from some of these other work trends that we were seeing in the past? Sure. Great question. So I think it's a little bit confusing because they both have interchangeable language in their title, right? We hear resignation, we hear quitting, but they're both really fundamentally different movements, if you will. So the great resignation, which you had mentioned, we were all witness to over the last two years, Mm -hmm. and it impacted industries all over globally uh, because people were resigning from their jobs at record rates. And if we want to discuss numbers, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, 47 million Americans resigned from their roles in 2021. My goodness. And, you know, that includes people who went into retirement and people who had to stay home to take care of their dependents. But a large part of that statistic is driven by people who sought out new opportunities. Mm -hmm. They gave them better pay, greater fulfillment at work, work work-life balance, and really flexibility, the ability to work from anywhere. 
I'm I'm almost certain that we we all all of the listeners too probably know someone who switched a career or switched jobs during that time. I mean, it touched all of us. I was one of those people. I switched careers during yeah, there the you or, go. not careers. I switched jobs during the Great Resignation. Yeah, <laughs> but unlike um, the Great Resignation. Quiet quitting has absolutely nothing to do with an employee voluntarily leaving their jobs. Mm. So this term was dubbed by a career coach back in March of 2022, but actually became viral on TikTok during the summer of 2022. And what it's rooted in is this idea of quitting going above and beyond to restore balance in a person's work life and career life, and really just doing what you're paid to do setting boundaries Hmm. and people have taken it a step further. And what they're adding is that quiet quitting is the solution to hustle culture. So the mentality that we have to work absurd hours to pursue this professional growth or success, people want to put a stop to that. Got it. And so this movement kind of took over social media, the internet, the news, and all of a sudden you got CEOs everywhere debating about whether quiet quitting is substantial or it's just another term for laziness because the movement is being driven by Gen Z. Wow. It, the, the word lazy is a little bit strong, right? I'm, I had a visceral reaction to that. I'm, <laughs> I have not heard that. And that is like, oh my gosh, wrought with connotation. Now we're making assumptions about full on generations. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. This is wide reaching. Well, and here is where the word lazy comes from. So because the movement is driven by Gen Z and has gained support from millennials, these two generations tend to be a little bit, or I should say are viewed to be a little bit less productive at work Mm -hmm. and more dedicated to personal pursuits or passion projects. Interesting. Okay. And I can see, I can see where we're getting this idea of, you know, some people are looking at it as laziness. Others are looking as it the as the answer to hustle culture, the way I I like the way you said that. So we have these two groups of people then. We do. And they're still debating about what quiet quitting actually is. Okay. Um, But I personally don't believe that quiet quitting is another term for laziness. I also don't believe that quiet quitting is something new. In my opinion, quiet quitters are the disengaged employees that have really been around long before Gen Z was even working. Okay. So it's not, in your opinion, it's not just a generation's fault <laughs> or a, or ascribed to one generation. Quiet quitters could be anyone who's disengaged. Oh, absolutely. I mean, what's unique about this particular movement, though, is when previous generations like boomers or Gen X, when they felt overwhelmed or disengaged at work, They went home to their families and they discussed their frustrations with families or maybe their neighbors, Um, but they ended up showing up at work the next day. A lot lot of them didn't have the opportunity to quit their jobs quietly or not due to the economy or the job market or political reasons. But this movement, they're talking to colleagues. They're talking to friends in the working world. They're connecting on social media with people that they don't even know. And that's a luxury that previous generations didn't have. So that's why it's gaining momentum. People are rallying together across states and really globally. Okay, wow. So so when I was looking 
at this and figuring out what is quiet quitting on my own, I, I did see um, a little bit of what you're talking about here, where it's this disengaged workforce, the characteristics of it are very much widespread in the sense of it's social media driven. Um, and therefore, nothing is private. Nothing is quiet on social media. So I thought that was very interesting. Um, and I also found, you know, one study said that quiet quitters make up at least 50% of the U.S. workforce. That's a huge number. So that's the, our disengaged workforce is about half of our total. I mean, what do you think about that? I think that, honestly, I think that number is low. Gallup re released their 2022 state of the global workforce. And I believe the number is that only 21% of employees are engaged at work. So think about the number of disengaged or slightly engaged workers mm -hmm. that exist in the global workforce. So I think 50% is, is too low. I think a oh, 100%. And I think that it was really driven um, by the pandemic. I think that the pandemic had some detrimental effects on people. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. And I, we would all agree with that. So this is maybe a reaction to what has happened in these past few years. Um, <laughs> what are the potential professional and personal outcomes that you think might result from this kind of movement, especially being that the numbers are so high? So I'll start with the most obvious answer, um, which is really the climate that we're in today, you know, at a time of uncertainty in the labor market, the possibility of a looming recession um, and layoffs being sparked at really high profile companies like Apple or Facebook, Walmart. One of the outcomes for quiet quitters is that they may be on the list of people who get laid off from an organization because they're not performing the way that they're supposed to. But that's really service level. Um, quiet quitting also removes any investment or connection that someone has to their work. And if you have no connection, you might begin to lose purpose. And if you think about it, that's really disheartening. We spend so much time at work and people yeah. and people want to feel proud of their accomplishments. I don't know about you, but it, motivate, it motivates me to come to work, to be able to create something, work with a team and accomplish something. Oh, yeah. I think sometimes we... We fantasize with the idea of, man, what if we didn't have to work and we just had money coming in all the time and we could just lounge about and then you have like a week off, maybe two weeks off and you're like, I'm so bored. I Like one of our purposes, I think, as human beings is to work, is to produce, is to work in teams. So when you don't have that, it's so, oh my gosh, it's it hurts the soul. So I completely resonate with what you're saying about this outcome. And I totally understand when I take time off, I feel like by the last two days, I'm ready to get back into work. I'm ready to get my hands mm -hmm. dirty. So, but, but quiet quitting doesn't allow for that. You know, it just turns you into an employee that goes through the motions every day. And that in turn really impacts the way in which people in the business see you as well. Mm -hmm. And that's not just limited to your leader or the business leaders within the organization. I think sometimes we forget the implication that quiet quitting has on teams. Um, so quiet quitting has been known to cause conflict between employees on a team because team members might start to feel like others in the group aren't carrying their weight. Yeah. And what's great about Limba is we connect with our teammates outside of work. So that 
conflict starts to bleed into our personal lives as well. And we could lose some friends from that. Right. But you're right. It's not just a black and white issue. 100%. And I think the other thing I would just add is the combination of these impressions along with the employee's own lack of willingness to do more than just the bare minimum means that they're going to get overlooked for training opportunities, pay raises, and promotions, which has an implication on personal growth and and fulfillment. Oh my goodness, yes, yes. Yeah, and it's something, I mean, you and I working in HR, we know that our jobs exist to facilitate growth for folks. So when we see someone not performing or not meeting expectations or just whether they're quietly disengaged or outright disengaged, it it's sad, it hurts because we want to provide those opportunities for folks. So I completely understand from both sides that I think we go through as employees, we go through seasons of got to get my, you know, put my head down, get to work. Um, But for the most part, we want the employee experience to be positive and to be enjoyable. And I think you and I see that from both angles, right? So we get it from both sides. Oh, absolutely. And I think one thing, you know, we do really well at this organization is we develop platforms for people to show up for themselves and to advocate for themselves um, to be leaders and you can't or to grow and develop and you can't really do that when you're quietly quitting, can you? Mm-mm, no, definitely not. Okay, this is this is food for thought. We're going to come back to this because I want to give us a chance just to process what what you've shared with us so far. Um But we're going to pause because I think our listeners need to get to know you as a person as well. Um, You're newer to our organization, but like you said, you've been doing this for a long, long time. Um, But as a person, we want to know who who Becca is. Um, So we have one of our fun segments that we do halfway through each of our shows, and this one is called Tell Me Something Good. And it's as simple as it sounds. I'm going to give you a prompt, and you'll just answer the prompt. Sound okay? Sounds great. Okay. Tell me something good. So, Becca, tell me something good that you believe has made you a better person. We're going deep here. I would. I would venture to guess my parents. Um, mm-hmm. I am first generation here in this country. Uh, my parents both uh, fled the Middle East and seek political asylum in other countries. And it was their sacrifice that has allowed me to be here to work, um, to get educated. And that's something good. Oh my gosh, that's something great. Let's not even put a ceiling on that. That is, that's huge. And I think that it does tie into what we're talking about today, that your parents, your history, there was active engagement there. <laughs> you know, there was forward thinking. <laughs> there was future orientation. That was how can we provide for our family? How can we um, give something better to the next generation? Um, and and I we didn't plan this, listeners, but I really do see that connection. That it makes you a better person when you're thinking about that. Oh, absolutely. They didn't quietly quit on themselves. They were completely. <laughs> You know, they didn't, they committed to being hustlers, they committed to doing better, to achieving more. And, you know, the life that I have is a result of that commitment. Mm -hmm. 
I think that's great. Thank you so much for sharing that piece of personal information. Um, again, it does tie into what we're talking about. And so you brought up the team earlier. I want to go back to that. What can team members do if they see signs of quiet quitting within their own team? And maybe could you review what those signs are? I think some of the most obvious signs that we see when people are quiet quitting is frequent absences or tardiness, uh, missing deadlines, making careless mistakes, um, negative attitude in the workplace. Um, and just as I mentioned, team members feeling like they're doing more work because other people aren't carrying the weight. Um, when people aren't participating in company-sponsored events. But those are obvious. Um, there are also some more subtle signs that I, you know, want to share. And that's that employees start doing the bare minimum. There's poor communication. They avoid connecting with their colleagues. They don't show interest in learning and development opportunities. Um, and probably most importantly, one thing that's really observable is they attend meetings, but they're no longer active participants. Hmm. They're just a face and, on the screen. Correct. And, you know, they're disengaged. They just don't care. And as teammates, we have a really important role in this because teammates talk to each other. They share frustrations. And so just as simple as checking in on a team member, which is really hard in the virtual world sometimes. Um, we don't always see each other every day, but just scheduling a quick little video chat. How's it going? You seemed a little down today. You seemed frustrated after that meeting. Is there anything I can help you with? Mm. Yeah. The basics, you know, it's just putting putting someone else's needs above your own, taking the time to do that. I mean, it is it is hard, but you're that's the golden rule. <laughs> you know, absolutely providing support. Um and I think that one of the highlights of disengaged employees is they don't feel part of something. Mm -hmm. And so if we can build those connections or rebuild connections that we've lost throughout the pandemic in this virtual world, we'll be able to slowly start re-engaging people. Yeah, that's a great point. Were there any other, um, I didn't want to cut you off, were there any other, uh, what they, what team members can do if they see signs of quiet quitting? Sure, I think team members can also reach out to their leaders. You know, one thing that we haven't quite talked about is the role of the leader when it comes to an engaged or disengaged employee. Leaders or even people in culture, um, we are here to be partners to employees and to business leaders to maintain an engaged workforce. Um, share a concern with us. We're happy to reach out or to provide resources um, to the employee. You know, one thing I'll add to your list there is when I was doing my own research for this, I saw 79% of employees report that they would stop quiet quitting if they were given more recognition. And I just, I'm fascinated by that statistic. What do you, what are your thoughts? You couldn't be more right. You know, one of the things, one of the actionable things that leaders can do to help drive engagement is employee recognition. And I'm not sure you know, where you read that statistic, but employees aren't looking for money. They're just looking for an acknowledgement, a thank you, a shout out in a town hall, a handwritten note, acknowledging the work that they have done. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit more how leaders can create a culture that supports and engages their team members, because it sounds like there's a lot that the team can do, 
But beyond recognition, what else could the leader do? I mean, we've all heard the saying, right? People don't leave companies, they live leaders. They leave leaders. Mm -hmm. um, and there are studies to prove that. And the first and probably the most important thing that a leader can do to engage their team or team members is to care about the person that they are leading. And if listeners take one thing away from today's session is that we need to just care about people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when employees resign, we're quick to say, oh, the new position offered them more money. That's why they left. And, you know, that may be true, Katie, but Gallup just released a study that it requires an engaged employee 31% salary increase to consider taking a role outside of the organization. Wow. Right. So this isn't about money. Mm -mm. It's about caring for an individual and setting them up for success. I came up with four actionable items to answer your question. And yeah. what was interesting is when I finished, they all tied back to accountability, integrity, care, and innovative. What? So our core values. That's amazing. So I have to know what's we care because in many ways that's our top core value. Absolutely. Just committing to regularly scheduled check-ins. You know, those meetings are just as much an overview about the team member's performance as it is about getting to know the team member because as leaders, we care. You know, what's their stress level? How's morale? Are they happy? What keeps them up at night? What can we do to support them? And when leaders reshift their thinking, they start to care about team members as people rather than tools to drive numbers. Oh man, and yeah, we feel that when a leader sees us as a person rather than just an asset. So I, I completely agree with you there. What were our other connections between actions people can take to the core values that we have as a company? I had collaborative teamwork, which makes people want to be accountable to each other. Uh, the recognition, one of the most common character traits of somebody who is an individual with integrity is gratitude for others. We talked about we care and autonomy. So allowing people to be innovative and creative and trying out new things. And so it's it's rooted in what we do. And that's not to say we can't be better, but it's to show that we're committed to employee engagement here at the company. Mm -hmm. Definitely. May I ask if you have experienced one of these core values lived out, especially as it relates to um, active engagement and, you know, the opposite of quiet quitting since you've been with us? Um, my first offsite with this organization was relatively soon after I had started. And one thing I heard when that offsite meeting opened was when you're fulfilled at work, you're blessed at home. And that starts with caring about our employees. When you're fulfilled at work, you're blessed at home. Mm -hmm. I love that. I hadn't heard that. I mean, I've heard the concept before, but the way that's phrased, um, we're hearing more about this other concept called work-life integration, not so much work-life balance, but work-life integration. So how can we feel fulfilled from both home and work? And I think that what you just shared gets to that piece. And it, it, it does come back to our core value of we care. So I'm glad that you brought that up. And I am curious because um, an HR business partner, that's your role, and you do partner with some of our business units as well as corporate departments. You're kind of that go-between um, 
And so a lot of your role, from my understanding, is facilitating engagement and helping people feel that, that they're cared for. But what are some specific ways that you, you are attempting to do just that? Great question. Um, so this HR business partner role really is very, very unique because it not only supports executive team members and branch leadership, but it supports our team members as well. And one of the ways that we connect with our branch employees is just regular one-on-one casual conversation. I want to know what you're up against. Hmm. I want to know how satisfied you are. I want to know if you feel valued. Um, And when I take all that information, I'm going to use that feedback with the branch manager and with the leadership team to drive action that not only align with branch goals, but with leadership as well. And when we act on the feedback that we receive, people feel heard um, and they continue to get more engaged. And we also support engagement by connecting with you and your team Mm -hmm. and really ensuring that our employees that have an interest to learn and grow within the organization are connected to the right people um, and with the right resources to do so. Mm -hmm. And I'd say most importantly, Katie, we partner with people managers to ensure that we're doing the right thing by our people so that they feel engaged and satisfied during their tenure with us. Mm -hmm. I think that was very well put. We have HR business partners in each of our regions to the end that you all, our listeners, feel supported, cared for, feel like you can grow. Um, I echo everything, Becca, that you just said. Um, So I think that that's a really great way of of acting on our we care core value because sometimes our values seem like could could seem like they're just values they're just there floating in air but this is one really really practical way that we're trying to live out support and care for our people i had one last question for you becca and as we're talking i'm thinking about this word hustle because it's been it's been brought up a couple times as we've been discussing and i want to make sure that our listeners understand what quiet quitting is not or what we're not uh, promoting here. And I think, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, but at least from my end, um, we're not saying you should be working 24-7. We don't think that that is a healthy thing. Um, So can you help define the word hustle and how it relates to quiet quitting? Oh, absolutely. And to your point, Katie, yes, we are not having this conversation and saying, we want you all to work more like 50, 60 plus hours a week, you know, come to the office on the weekend, forego family events, um, just to make sure that you are at work or at a meeting. When I refer to hustle culture, I mean the, the idea that we have to continuously go above and beyond that 24 hours is not enough that there is no ultimate fulfillment. We need to keep wanting and doing better and comparing ourselves to, you know, the influencers out there who maybe are age or younger with the fancy homes and the multiple cars. Um, that is, that is not, that, that is hustle culture. Yeah. That's not, that's not what we are suggesting here and also not what it means to be actively engaged. I don't think we would equate hustle culture with active engagement. There are two different things. Oh, 100%. And so if we should clarify, active engagement really means that you 
believe that you're part of something bigger at this company, you know, and when you see your role within the organization, it's not defined by the contents of your job description, but rather what you do impacts what the branch does and then what the branch does impacts what the company does collectively at large. So engagement is about fueling the collective good. The ripple effect of that. I like that. Yes. Well, I have so appreciated learning a little bit more about quiet quitting and your perspective on that, the data behind that, the opinions that you hold and really the, the push that you are leading with your other fellow uh, HR business partners to care for our people. So I'm grateful we had this time. I know we'll be talking more in the future, but I do have one last question for you. This is our curveball question. So it's one you have not received ahead of time. But again, it's to help us to get to know you a little bit more. Forget about the curveball, Ricky. Give him the heater. If you could be guaranteed one thing in life besides money, what would it be? Health. What? You knew that answer so fast. Have you thought of this before? <laughs> you heard this no. before? I, I had heard some variation of this question before. But I am a firm believer that as long as we are healthy, we can work for money. So health would be my answer. (laughs) I will echo that one. That's always, that's a good thing to have. Be healthy. I like it. Well, thank you, Becca. I appreciate your time. Again, we'll talk again soon about more topics related to people and culture and how we can provide an excellent environment for people to grow and learn. Thanks for your time. All right, public service announcement. Fight the tendency to quietly quit. We spend so much time at work. We want it to be a place that we enjoy going to. Do you need some other ways to get involved? If so, email learning at limbachinc.com. We are always happy to connect you with the latest and greatest ideas and events going on across the company. Your happiness and engagement is what matters here. Catch you next time on Limbach Unlocked.